Welcome to another episode of the Bakari Shellis Podcast. Today, though, we have a friend of the show, a friend of mine, somebody we all love and adore. Uh, she is basically the queen of black media, none other than April Ryan. And am I am I uh, fair to say, like, you're Baltimore's finest? I think so. You know, Hakeem <laughs> Jeffries, Hakeem Jeffries, uh, the new minority leader, uh, called me Baltimore's finest. So I said, okay, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take yeah, that. Bal- Baltimore's <laughs> finest. So let's start off with today's news. And Shaquilla Robinson, the federal government, DOJ, said they weren't going to prosecute nobody because they ain't had nobody to prosecute. Talk about the fallout from that. I, I think most Black folk I talk to are outraged by the decision. And I love the work Kirsten Clark's doing. Pretty sure this didn't fall on her bailiwick. But talk about it. You know, I asked the White House about it. They've been following it. But at issue, according to our friend Tamika Mallory, and been crump, the Mexican government said they've done all they can do to, you know, do whatever they can do to get the suspect and suspects to Mexico, and it was left to the United States. Well, here we go. The United States is not going to take jurisdiction over it. I get it. You're a lawyer. It didn't happen here. But now what? Are you going to send the suspects? Are you going to extradite? We've had an extradition treaty with um, Mexico since the 70s, right? Why aren't these people being sent back? Something is wrong somewhere, okay? I never expected the United States to take jurisdiction over something that happened in Mexico, okay? But there needs to be accountability. And now that you're not taking jurisdiction here, what next? Are you going to extradite? The Mexican government says they've done all they can do to get them. So what's next? And we know the FBI was investigating. What's next? Um, That's my question as... A reporter. My concern as a mother of two girls, you send your children away for great experiences and then for her to come back in a body bag with people lying and, and saying, oh, this happened, this happened. Uh-uh. Too many questions, no accountability. I mean, that's the wild part about it, you know, as a father, as a lawyer. I mean, and you remember- you got babies, you got you got a young woman that's going out and hanging out and being able to travel. And she about to go and she about to go to Howard, too. And I mean, like, Ooh, it just, it just, I just but we like flipped over everything from Natalie Holloway. Didn't we? I was a baby then. But remember Natalie Holloway? I remember. I remember Natalie Holloway. And that was a rumor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was crazy. But these kind of things. There are problems out here. There are people who have issues out here. There are people who want to do things to be big and bold and show people, oh, I can do this. Look what I did. It's not okay, Bakari. Uh-uh. You know, I and, 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 and you as a lawyer, you know all the legal jargon, but me as a reporter, I'm asking the questions. But as, as a person, humanity, right? Where's the accountability? And I've been screaming that same thing about Freddie Gray. Remember? Marilyn Mosby, um, the Baltimore, then Baltimore City State's Attorney, got in so much trouble for trying to hold people accountable for the life of a Black man lost. He may not have ever been president. He may not have ever been anyone that you'd read about in the history books, but guess what? He was a human being. And at least six people touched him or had accountability to figure out what happened or to keep him safe. And there was no accountability. But what Marilyn Mosby did changed the direction and the trajectory of holding police officers accountable 
for when they have people in custody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 a lot. So we started off with that. Uh, let's go back to, to last week. And, you know, one of the things that's going to happen in the very near future is mm-hmm. you'll have uh, LSU uh, show up. The women Ooh! show up at the White House. Talk about I mean, you you spend time in that that room. I think it used to be a swimming pool. Wasn't it a swimming pool under one, one of the former presidents? The room, the room where it happens, the briefing room. If I don't have, okay, so the briefing room, the room where it happens, the room yeah. where it happens. It's a Hamilton reference, guys. Yes. Um, Broadway, off Broadway, wherever you see it. Um, yes, the briefing room is over top of a swimming pool. We're actually on the deep end, for real. As you go down, they shut the door now, but the, you used to be able to go down and see the words Elvis written on the wall. Elvis wrote his name on the wall. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. What's the song? What's the song? Why did it come to my mind? You know what? Public Enemy? Was it Public Enemy? Fight uh, the Power. Oh, Fight the Power. Yeah. Elvis was a hero to most, but we're not going there, right? <laughs> we're not, we not going to go there. Um, but let's see. Let, let, you got LSU coming, and there are, a lot of, there are a lot of trend lines and themes that come out of that. First, how, how did Jill Biden, the first lady, Dr. Jill Biden, think it was okay to invite Iowa first? And second, What's going to happen? And I'm not sure if you've paid attention to it, but what's going to happen when Kim Mulkey has an opportunity to talk to Joe Biden and Joe Biden is the person that brought back Brittany Griner? Um, let me say this to you. Um, my concern for all of this is, first of all, we are in this moment where all these parents want to be, um, everybody wants to be Everybody wants to be in this moment. Oh, everybody should get an award. I think that's good for preschoolers. And I get what Jill Biden is as an educator and she wants to be fair, but that isn't really fair for adults. And why on this, why on this one? Um, that's going to be a really charged one because you have some players who don't want to come, you know, because of that. Um, that was, and I've never seen people scramble to fix that one like like they did. So it was, it's, it's, um, it's going to be very historic to watch. Um, the first lady, and I'm not taking up for her, but I, I, I don't think she was really into all the, the politics of it, right? I think she, I think she just, in her way of all of us getting along in the words of the late Rodney King, wasn't, it wasn't for this one. And the White House got a lot of backlash. Well, no, the White House got a lot of blacklash off of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you, you are absolutely correct. Cause it was, I don't think it was malicious. I don't it wasn't. Think, it was yeah, not. It wasn't. She wasn't trying to take away any of their shine. She was just in her way talking about what she saw to be a very good basketball game. As an educator, and, and you know, everyone, everyone wins. That's for preschoolers, though. And she's a teacher, you know, and I get yeah. it. Yeah, I get and, you. Yeah. Let, let's talk about my girl Don Staley. By the way, they still haven't been invited to the White House for their championship last year. That's a whole nother story. But, you know, she made those comments and they, you know, she talked about the the way that her black players were treated and the media narrative surrounding black women players versus this obsession of, of Caitlin Clark. Have you been watching 
the rise. You of, know I'm not in the sports, and you asking me all the sports stuff. But I mean, um, it, it fell at the steps of the White House, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm asking you about every, the But everything comes to the White House from water piece and everything in between. Here's the deal. Um, I'm just going to say this. There's a hypersensitivity to us as women. And you know, I wrote the book, Black Women Will Save the World, an anthem. And Black women are always undercounted not counted, erased. And that's what the outcry is. You know, give us our flowers. We need we need to be seen and heard. End of story. And people walk over us and give everybody else stuff and they don't give us. That's, I think that is relevant and it's real. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like, me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So let's talk about my girl. Last time that you and I spoke about Kamala Harris, we made a little bit of news. It went everywhere. Ooh, child, it did. But you know what? But you know what? You were right. And were right. and things have changed since then. That part. And things have right. changed. Yeah. But let's. She went to Africa, had a great trip, yeah. and nobody talks about it. And then she. Well, well, nobody but me. We're doing a piece. Well, no. She... I, let's back up. You and Aaron. You and Aaron have done it. Aaron Hayes, yeah. Yes. No, I mean, you have the first black woman as vice president that's going to go over there. Those women gravitate. You talk about women over in Africa. They gravitated to her. They loved her up, right? Not only, I mean, I heard from Tanya Lee, um, Spike Lee's wife, from uh, Morgan State University's president, uh, uh Dr. David Wilson, they said, I've never seen her in this element like this. She's coming to her own. And one of the things, the conversations, I mean, I was sitting in her office. We were talking about, I did a uh, post-interview after Africa. The emotion, the rise and fall of her voice when she talked about different spaces and places from trying to get agriculture and technology to come together, to watch the climate, to help crops grow in certain areas that are having problems, to going to the, the slave castle in Ghana 
where she was very passionate and where she heard about how the children who were born of the African slave women who were fathered by the slavers who were white, they were the indentured servants at the slave house. What? She was, I mean, she was regaling me. And, and during that time in her office, it's very black and you know that it's, it's so, I mean, I, I'm gonna put a pin there. We'll talk about her office in a minute. But she asked me, she said, I don't know if you've ever been to a slave house. I said, oh yeah, I've been to one. And I even told her, I just found out, um, I just found out where I came from. Ancestry.com just did something for me. I found out I'm from Sierra Leone, from the Mende tribe. The Mende people are the people who um, rose up from the Amistad. Remember that? They went back home. So I know where I get my fight from. <laughs> but, you know, she regaled me about what happened at the slave castle, etc. And I was like, dang, this is deep. And I think what people really don't realize is her blackness. Going to her office, she showed me the portrait of the woman from Howard who couldn't get her pictures, or her, her paintings in galleries. Um, Alma, um, I forgot her net last name, but everyone would know. Picture of John Lewis, beautiful mural of John Lewis um, on, on, on one of her, um, on a credenza in her, in her office. On the other wall, another Howard person, she loves H.U., did this beautiful portrait of Thurgood Marshall, the first Black U.S. Supreme Court justice. Then she has a picture of Bloody Sunday and Amelia Boynton, an actual portrait of Amelia Boynton. I mean, a large portrait. Now, you have to remember, everything in her office is pretty much curated by the Smithsonian. She has this beautiful Smithsonian curated piece. It has a Smithsonian on it, but she's got a lot of Blackness in her office. And, you know, during the conversation, we talked about slavery. We talked about, you know, when she was a kid on Aunt B's farm, picking up, picking plums. We were talking about agrarians. Look at you smiling. I mean, we were really talking about Blackness. And, you know, these are the things I think, Bakari, you know this, but everybody else doesn't know. And that's why it's so important that we have these kind of conversations so people know who she is. She identifies as Black. She went to HU. She is of mixed race, but she went to HU, Howard University. I'm Morgan State, and I did that. And she's like, okay, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> and, but then after that, you know, we just talked about stuff. And then I also said, Madam Vice President, they got real scared. I said, I got something to tell you, because, you know, when I start talking, people get scared. So people, I said, you know, we're having this party after the Correspondent Association dinner, I said, Madam Vice President, do you want to go to, um, do you want to come and see Diana Ross? And I said, reach out and touch. And you know how she says, somebody with her hand, somebody's hand. And if we were singing, reach out and touch somebody's hand in the Vice President's office. We were singing, ain't no mountain high enough in the Vice President's office. I'm talking about me and the Vice President of the United States of America, Kamala Harris. I just love hearing stories about her and exposing people to her because mm -hmm. unfortunately for women in American politics, they get caricatured. And when you meet them, it's the same thing with yeah. Hillary Like yeah. when I, you know, when I got a chance to really, really know Hillary And Clinton, Michelle Obama. 
and Michelle Obama. Now you're right. You're you're right. And it's funny though, because I'm not sure Michelle's caricatures have seeped into the black community like Hillary's and Kamala's have. Well, that's true. Well, but you know what? People got mad with those caricatures. Remember when she was oh, well, yeah, black they, woman? We were we were we were way more protective of yeah. of of yeah. her than than anyone. Let's talk about Trump indictments in the 2024 Republican primary. From your perch, um, you have one set of indictments that have come. Um, you have Fannie um, uh, Willis in, in Fulton County, uh, maybe another set. You have Jack Smith, who I believe is coming. I don't think that um, I really don't believe that uh, uh, he'll be indicted for January 6th, but that's just my personal opinion. What, what he'll be indicted for January 6th. I think he's he's done witness tampering. I think there's a lot against him, but I think the ones where he's caught on tape, um, let's talk about Georgia. He was caught on tape twice in Georgia. Eric Holder says he believes that when he will get an indictment, he suspects that there could be jail time. Eric Holder, the former head of the Department of Justice, said that. Um, also, you know, I want people to really look at the merits of these counts and these cases and don't listen to the Republicans who are trying to downplay. They have uh, condemned, talked about, and been mean to Alan Bragg, who brought some real stuff to the table. And part of this, Michael Cohen in part went to jail because of some of these issues that Donald Trump is in, tr in trouble for. Don't downplay this stuff. And he's a black man on a mission who knew what he was doing. And I will never downplay him or um, Tish James or anyone else. You know, it's so interesting how the tides turn. Black folks are now indicting the former president. Black folks are now indicting the former president of the United States who was unlawful, who broke the rule of law, who did everything he could. And, and I'm gonna say this to you also, Bakari. In this moment, all of these people that we're mentioning who are bringing up charges against him, their families, the judges, all of them are, are, are concerned about their safety. And Under it attack. should not be. Under attack, yeah. And I'm concerned for my, you know, when they started saying, and, and I know this for a fact, in order to save my life, I got to be loud about it. As soon as Donald Trump said, oh, I'm going to be handcuffed and I need you to protest. They started tracking and, and 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 targeting me and i'm like oh no not this time not again so this episode is brought to you by jiffy lube cars can be a big investment so it's important to take care of them i once got a car that i started out with twenty five thousand miles on i got it to over two hundred thousand miles because i took care of it you know how you take care of a car you take care of the maintenance the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing. 
a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. So a couple more questions before I get you out of here because you are the busy, busiest woman in Showtime. Yes, and this is the new and this is the new way to do these things. And I see everybody doing stuff from the car, but I had to get I had to get to my Bakari because I miss. I you love so you much. so much. Look, yeah. um, does Trump still have the advantage in the twenty twenty four Republican primary, and who's the best matchup for Biden in twenty twenty four? Ooh, child, you don't want to hear my real answer. <laughs> um, let me say this. Um, Carl Rove told me this, was it this year? It was last year. He said, if Trump is indicted, he will be a martyr. We don't see the protests like we did, but we have to watch all of these play out because he could be perceived as a martyr for others. Look at the money that he's raising. So we have to watch how this plays out. I'm going to say this. I've been waiting for Tim Scott to throw his hat into the ring because he's actually the alternative to Trump and DeSantis, right? And, but will the Republican party uh, make a black man president of the United States, especially if they don't necessarily carry the full ideology of Donald Trump right now. But you gotta also remember Tim Scott is the guy who's the reason why we don't have police reform twice. I'm doing a story on that too, Bakari. Um, go to the grill and you'll watch all, watch and see all of these stories that we're talking about. Um, and of course here on Bakari's podcast, for Biden, we got to see if he wants to do it again. And I think one of the big it's things It's not up is, to him, though. It's not him, though. It's not him. But I think also it's his family. But I also think they are waiting in the wings because the Republicans, what's going to naturally happen, because you see Jim Jordan trying to pull people in to see why would you go against Donald Trump and indict him? He broke the rule of law. No one is above the rule of law. No one is above the law here. But here's the thing. The question is, when and will they? Well, will they? I'm not even going to say will they. When are they going to start these investigations into Joe Biden and Hunter Biden? That's the thing, because that is the next. Republicans, this is, we're now in this retaliatory, you did this, so I'm going to do this to you. And we have to see what it brings. Mm. I, I think that I mean, it's, it's Joe Biden's decision. I don't want anybody to think I'm saying he's not capable of making a decision because people will say that. But, but there's so many other things around but it. That, but that it's, it's, you know, it's, he has three women that are very close to him. His uh, Val wife, his Valerie, Valerie Biden Owens and uh, Jill Biden and Anita Dunn. Um, yep. All three all three will be very influential in his. Um, his wife so and his sister are very well. Anita is hugely influential, too. But his wife and his sister are very important as well. 
So let's the last question, uh, substantive question, and then we want to celebrate you. Talk about Black media's reporting on the end of affirmative action. I, have I been missing something? Are we not preparing our folks for what's coming out? The end. You know what? I love the fact that you asked that about the Supreme Court and the, the, the possibility. Because you know, thank you, Bakari. We, I, I call this, and people are not looking at this, I call this the new civil rights 2020, 2023. Um, we've lost voting rights. People are up in arms about that. And you know what? This affirmative action case with Harvard and um, was the school in North Carolina, um, Chapel Hill. Okay. Yeah. It has tentacles into Brown v. Board. You know it. It has tentacles into Brown v. Board. And not only Brown v. Board, it also has tentacles into upsetting the apple cart on affirmative action as we know it. Affirmative action is to correct a wrong. And unfortunately, we're in that moment where they want to erase our history. If they're trying to erase our history in Florida and other places, these Republican states, what makes you think they don't want to erase us in the workplace? You never Bakari, yes. But we, I just need, I need some of my friends in the Black media and Black scholars, like Ellie and others, to have a Ellie is amazing. Yeah, where they have a platform where they can expose what's going on. My last topic for you is congratulations. And I'm going to have Donnie, my producer, drop a bomb and throw some. We're going to sing congratulations and all that stuff to you because you are now, you left us, but you landed on your feet and you're now at MSNBC. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What's your role and title over there? Um, I'm analyst, uh, contributor, <laughs> analyst contributor. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I'm the longest serving black female journalist at the white house yep. kid from Baltimore who grew up never expecting, and it ain't, never it expecting. Ain't close. it ain't close. Right. And it 26 years. And if I do two more years, I will beat the longest serving black person ever. Wendell Goler who worked for Fox and before that AP. And with that Byron Allen forever contract um, <laughs> at the Grill, it looks like I may be the longest. I mean, you know what? And, 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 and Bakari, you know this. If I would have been afraid and let Donald Trump scare me into leaving, I would have missed my blessing. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, and I it's love not you. about me though. I kept my head down working and writing and reporting and being on the radio. Uh, it's about folks. It's not about me. It's about information that you all can use. But along the way, I became, you know, the longest serving female, black female journalist. Along the way, I wrote four books because you can't be, and you know this, you can't be in these unique perches and not take the veil off and write about it and talk about it. You know that. I know that. I know that. Well, we love you, April Ryan. Thank you for joining the Bakari Sellers podcast. And we are going to have fun in Baltimore one day. So, oh, you know what? You need to come down to the Preakness. That's all I need to say. The Preakness. Ooh, look at you. All right. Now, yes. Fun. Come to the Preakness, honey. Bring right, your sis, suck a suit. Bring the wife. And let's right. do it. All right. Bye, right, Susan.
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 